There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster Sampler that includes all the meat and four sides, mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corner beans, yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to Eric's Family bbq.com for more info glorious day where we give away more money too so labor day just because oh and this is also uh, the metallica weekend thing i get to hear the answers to all those things yeah. I did you guys read a bunch of them yet yeah did you yeah, yeah a couple did of it them. get you curious uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I, good stuff there larry and uh, john gordon are working so hard on this thing and i got mine it. were just posting songs oh you were po- oh so it took you forever yeah <laughs> Jeff Flip helping you out on that so one yesterday. At four, it took eight hours. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot to do still, probably. <laughs> Is that why Paul was so mad yesterday? He had to yeah, edit yeah, your stuff. Leave. Are you reading any of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. I read. Yeah. It. Oh, now I want to hear those too. I want to hear Brady a feign interest in what uh, Lars Ulrich had to say about a song Brady's never heard. <laughs> Go back to the deep cuts, a master of puppets. I wonder what Lars always thought. What, what that was, was one of them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there are a bunch Enter of them. Sandman. Well, that's a, I mean, the ones that they had me do. Oh, you did it. Well, see, yeah, yeah. the ones you would know. Yeah, there's a couple of them. I'm like, I don't know what the answer is to that. I want to know what they thought about the radio acceptance of the Black Album, because that's the fans' bugaboo about the Black Album. It's their sellout album. Yeah. Which give me that every time. If I've got a career as a musician, and I've already established myself as one of the baddest rock bands on the planet. And then they're like, your sellout album's like the fifth highest selling rock album of all time, losers. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm taking that every time. I just sung a Rick Astley song if it meant money. <laughs> you don't sell out for that. I'm like, they didn't sell out either. It's still great rock music. That's the best part of that album. That's the crazy part with those those fans. And, I, you know, a lot of fans are that way. As soon as the band gets big, it's like, yeah. oh, this sucks now. It's like, yeah. you, that's their career. You yeah. don't want to see them succeed. Never wanted my favorite band to be successful. Why? <laughs> Sellouts. No, they were never like you. Yeah. they were. That's the, the, the Adam Carolla turned my head on the Bruce Springsteen thing. Why don't I like Bruce Springsteen? Everybody loves Bruce Springsteen. I like a few of his hits, but why don't I like him? And Carolla's, I was on stage there's a simple reason why you don't like him. The guy still wears a jean jacket and acts like he's one of us. <laughs> he's like, he's pretending. Hundreds it's the million. least authentic human being alive. And I'm like, you're right. Man, I never thought of it that Hundreds way, of millions yeah. of dollars. And he yep. would, you know, when I'm going out at a factory, like, you've never been to a factory, you asshole. 
And he's and I, I'm like, I don't know, I don't get the Bruce Springsteen. I don't, and he's like, yeah, there's a reason he, he's he, real. He pretends to be one of us. It's like the reason I don't talk about my maid all the time. I need people to like me. <laughs> it's, it's right. He's absolutely 100 percent right. And but, then now when I see Bruce Springsteen in that coat, I just start laughing. And he's got a podcast with Obama. You know, I'm speaking for the blue-collar man. No, you're not. You've never <laughs> spoken for him. They both are. You have been, I know, exactly. The two of them together <laughs> speaking to the, the common folk is the most insulting king on a hill type discussion. You know, Barack, you and I represent the common man because we're so in tune with the inner cities and the... Blue collar workers working. Uh, that's right, Bruce. You and I walk the streets of the USA just like uh, Bob the Plumber. Which, exactly. Even though I've used Bob the Plumber several times, I have no ability to use my hands to work. Everything uh, that uh, Obama wanted and and anyone running in politics. Trump had being the obvious pompous millionaire loaded, yep. and the common yep. guy loved. And the him. common guy loved him because he was like, "I'm not like you. I can be like you. Watch this." He's abrasive. Yeah, he basically was saying, "You're getting snowed, idiots. I'm going to do it too. Watch this." But you're going to love it. These elitists. The second he would say something like that, you're like, "Wait a minute. Hold you have on. a tower of of gold letters right. that says your name on it." These elitists that only want to celebrate themselves. Like, holy Christ, what's going on in this planet? There is a weird thing when you're on a stage in front of a live audience and someone opens your eyes to something. Because when the Bruce Springsteen hit me with Corolla, I, I was like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like this moment of like, Maybe holy that's crap. It. I had this epiphany right there in front of people. I'm like, that is exactly why. I could never pinpoint why I never resonated with Bruce. And then I, all, I always thought, that's ah, a Jersey thing or an East Coast deal. I like Bruce. I've never had a like a. I think I, I think Born to Run is one of the coolest songs ever written. But I never got into the that there weird is, stuff. He's I guess some, some truth as far as the early on. You know, you always hear that about bands. They're grittier. You know, they're more driven. And then once they've made it, sure, the music gets a little softer. He he's he grew up the son of a blue collar worker. Yeah, and then when he was, but he's always been a guitar player. You know, running around Jersey, he just hung on to the attitude of Asbury Park. Yeah, and around 74, when his first album hit, he was done being working. He done, alcohol. but he still dressed the part. Right. It's when Metallica was still trying to be Alcoholica, and the pictures of them coming out of Armani was like, this is why St. Anger Yeah, wearing flip-flops. Yeah, wearing flip-flops and hanging well, out in SF. Then that movie, the movie we went to. Well, that yeah. didn't help, because it was pompous and arrogant. <laughs> Crying. Because, well, basically, the movie was, who are we? We're not who we say we are, yeah. and we're trying to find out how to be those guys every year and a half in a studio, but that's not who we are anymore. we got kids. That picture of James Hetfield coming out of that store holding Armani bags. His wife is there, Gucci this, Gucci that, and he looks like every day he's got a couple of kids floating around. Like, this is not the Metallica. That, and of course they're not. They shouldn't be anymore. Should have listened to Lars' dad. Yeah, we'll delete. <laughs> we want them. We want them to continue to be that thing we knew them as, but they can't be that. You add millions of dollars to the mix, and of course you're not the same anymore. Right. You're not even allowed to be outside because people will attack you. I would like to see them go up and you know in an Armani, you know, button up some slacks and just go. This is who we are now, but we still play the same. We can still kill it. Some Tommy Bahama yeah. shirts and everything. You want nostalgia? You got it. I'm you know. 
it's great. But yeah, the Bruce Springsteen thing's so real. So real. He's eight years old and running with think about all the all the blue collar stuff he sings about is when he was like seven. A dime in my hand. It's all you're seven years old in this song, right? That's what you're saying. Your blue collar days got a lollipop. Are second, yeah, second grade. A sticky hands. Mm, I'm gonna cry. My daddy's working. Cause he's the one I'm talking about. He deserves a jean jacket. I guarantee you, the blue collar dad who loves the lifestyle so much. The second born to run hit was like, Bruce, buy me a house, get me out of here. <laughs> no more blue collar for me. Born to run is a great song, period. And Bruce well, has some great, ones. great. But if you ever listen to all of his stuff, I've never understood it. What do you mean? What's well, I mean, just like all the all the deep cuts that everybody's like, oh, Bruce is the voice of a. Like, I don't get it. No. That was a. All the that weird resonated stuff. with my yeah. my brother, but I don't think he goes all of it. But he like pretty the, supportive. Oh, the born to run thing. Yeah, just you know, he was right. Well, maybe your brother also. saw through it because he's a country club kid who saw another country club kid kicking ass. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> did, did your brother wander around in a jean jacket for a little while, and you're like, "All right, Tommy, I know <laughs> we can't. We're not allowed to wear that in the club. Not after Labor Day. All you bougie people here eating your buffet at Sayoto Country Club." Two, three, four. Don't have the scrambled eggs at Toyota. Yeah. It blows me away, though, that Corolla thing. Because I always yeah, say right. same thing. I, I always thought the same thing, and now it makes total sense. It opens your eyes. It does. But the reason I don't like him is because he's not authentic. And that's what he's selling, authenticity. Right. But the jean jacket and the torn jeans and the motorcycle. And he still rides a bike, but he's riding a bike no one could afford. Which, good for him. Yeah. I'm not saying he should live the life of the guy he's trying to be. Of course you shouldn't. You did this for a reason. You wanted success. You got it. I'm just like you guys. We'll be right back on my podcast with with the President of the United States of America. Because <laughs> I'm just like you. So am I, just like you. We're both just like you. In fact, uh, on your 60th birthday party, you'll probably be able to have Beyonce and Jay-Z come by <laughs> in a tent for 6,000 people. Can we get the yacht out of like, the background? No, the mask up? yacht is how people are arriving. This is the fire festival, uh, mother, f- and we're having a party. Here's your cheese sandwich. Everybody gets a cheese sandwich because we're not serving up bougie foods. <laughs> and that's why people get upset. I admit I'm nothing like you. <laughs> I am so much better than almost everyone I know. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. You can't do either. You can't go that way either. Although Trump did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, David says, boy, man, John, that sound you made of the two lesbos munching on the meat curtains. <laughs> Sounds like when the Teletubby vacuum eats cookies. Well, I'm not familiar with that reference, but uh, evidently Toledo is going to be super familiar with that sound this weekend. <laughs> Got to get that shoe and break that seal. Toledo, get uh, some tools ready. From your woodworking tools to pry those lesbians apart when they get vapor locked from the donut bumps. <laughs> Richard! Richard! Again? <laughs> We're vapor locked! Oh man! Release the sarlacc. Yeah, just get a little butter on that. <laughs> Wedge it out! Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing some plumbing. Somebody say plumbing? I know plumber. John, you know Two, why? Two, three, four. Mini like Marcus's show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does say it's going to sound like Marcus's show in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Something wrong with the plumbing? <laughs> John, you know why I don't like Springsteen? Uh-uh. One line. Hey, little girl, is your yeah. daddy home? <laughs> That's yeah. a great line, though. <laughs> if you go and leave you all alone, is that why you don't like it? That's what he says. Because uh, Toledo would hate that sentence, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, little boy, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave Toledo all alone? Yes, he did. <laughs> John, you've burned it into my mind. Anytime I hear the name Bruce Springsteen, a song Bruce Springsteen, ever from now on, all I hear is two, two, three, four. <laughs> I think he does that at dinner. I think he has an idea for a song every night. Would somebody pass the gray poop on? What would you want? Two, three, four. I'm looking for some sandwich, salad, and meat. And midway through, he leaned so much on Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- Blow! Blow it, big man. I'm out of ideas. Being a blue-collar billionaire isn't easy. <laughs> Fooling the people for all these years ain't easy. It is. It's opened your eyes. You're like, yeah. that's why I hate you. That is why yeah. I've never liked you. Nobody wants that. Nobody likes that stuff. And yet we won't let him off the hook. If he ever tried, because he did, he did that tunnel of love thing where he came out in the suit and he's changed. Well, yeah, we gave him millions of dollars to change. And we'll volunteer our money like nobody's business. Speaking of giving money out, uh, besides us giving $1,000 away in a little bit because we like you, uh, it's time to tell uh, one of my favorite things in this thing, uh, in the city and everything else, to go f- themselves. See you, coyotes. Don't ask us for money. Don't ask. The coyotes are asking us for taxpayer money to build a new stadium over here in Tempe. If you couldn't make the one in Glendale work, which was your idea, you're not getting a new one. Well, yeah, but we want one. Glendale's kicking them out because they're like, we want events in that thing other than that. You guys are mucking up the stadium with all, your, with all your hockey. We want to use that thing for other stuff, but you're in there like 40 nights a, week, a, a year, and we got to get you out. And they threw that deal. Too. The co- I mean, oh, yeah. Glendale and the Coyotes yeah. were like, this is a golden opportunity yeah. for us to, to... It was a great deal for whatever. them. And there's a reason why. It was time. in the middle of a farm. Yep. Well, nowhere's Phil. And by the way, everything that was supposed to happen in that area did, except the Coyotes being good. Right. They had one year, and the city showed, we'll support you. You got to win. New rule. Holmberg's new rule. You don't get two championships. You don't get a new uh, stadium paid for by us. You two? kick in. You got to get two. You can't roll into a town for 20-something years. Suck the entire quarter century you're here. If you get two, you won't have to ask. No, we'll give it to you. You wouldn't even have to ask. You're right. right. We'd have so much money floating around from all the merchants. Look at the Suns. Everybody hated them. One year later, like, all right, we're back in. They're selling merchandise. The season tickets are out of their... It's crazy. Because we want winners. And it's not even bandwagoning. It's just you suck so bad, you're a floundering nightmare. We're not going to support you. Don't you dare ask us for money. Sarver tried it a couple years ago, and it turned the whole Suns franchise around. Remember when Sarver's like, well, we'll just, we've got to leave this arena downtown. It's just not good. Like, all right, where are you going to go? Well, hopefully somewhere around here, you guys are going to buy us a new place, right? No. And then he had to do that video in his backyard, trying to tell us he's one of us with those that beautiful backyard. Look, I'm not moving the team. You guys think I'm moving the team? He realized that. A, tell him, Bruce. He re, you gotta be. You gotta talk to the common folk. <laughs> Two, three, four. We ain't moving to Portland, That'd man. Great. If he brought him in to talk, yeah. And I think this guy resonates with all of you, Bruce Springsteen. I ain't moving the team to Portland. Sarver recognized one thing I never thought he would. I hated Robert Sarver, and I'm still on the bubble with him. But he recognized something with the Suns that I didn't think he had the capabilities of recognizing. Everyone in this town hated him. 
I think he was so blind to the idea that he's like a superstar owner and he had cachet in the city. And he would walk into restaurants, people like, oh, there's Robert Sarver. And I think he dug that. But I thought he thought that we looked at him and liked him. And none of us did. And that video he did in his house when we were all like, move, we don't yep. care. And I was screaming it. Like, get out. I'm a huge Suns fan. But if you're going to play this game with the product you're putting out there and the history you've represented as owner, get out. I want you to flounder in Portland. Go, go there and do something horrible. And he, to his credit, got on that little video and said, I'm not moving him. I had no idea. And then he put everybody else in charge and he stepped back and look what happened. Coyotes have Hold new out owners. The pocketbook. We don't know these new owners. We don't know anything about this new thing. You want to move to Tempe? You, you buy it. Look, so- I've had a house. I've look, I've had a house for me that wasn't working out once. I lived out in Mesa. Didn't work out for me. I bought it with my brother-in-law. It was too far from my work. The last thing I would ever do is ask the people that bought the house with me in the first place, you want to kick in and buy me another one over there closer to my work? What do you mean? Well, this one's not working out for me. No, I'd have to figure that out on my own, just like every other business. Tempe can give you tax breaks and stuff and incentivize it and say, yeah, we promise we're going to build this, this, and this. But look what Glendale did. There was nothing but that stadium out there at first. Then they built Westgate, all the stuff that's around it. It's kind of a thriving little deal. I still can't go out there because it's too goddamn far. And I live in central Phoenix. I live north central. I'm, I'm in the middle. And, and it's still fr- too far from me. There's people further west than that. You would never go to a Coyotes game no, living where not. you are. No. And you're in you're in normal Mesa by a freeway. Yeah. You, there's no chance you're going. Yeah. Brady, probably you too. We, we've and done Gilbert, it once since we've lived in this in the house. Ass. It is a pain in the ass. Tempe's a much better location, but pay for it yourself. Get out. Yep. Where it originally was supposed to go. South Scottsdale. Well, that should have went. Where it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. And been. it would have been amazing. Yeah. I'll give you the name that ruined that was Mary Manross. Yeah. Scottsdale mayor who said, I don't think we want that element in Scottsdale. Have you seen South Scottsdale? It's not all nice. Yeah, yeah Papago Plaza was nothing to write home no. about. And they're tearing there. that down and putting yeah. up awesome apartments yep. now. I, I, uh, if only that thing was there now. Well, that's just it. A normal person that can't go to like a weekday game for the Coyotes because it's too goddamn far. Way too far. The game ends late. You know, you can't bring the kids out. Right. And- right. It's way it, you couldn't do that. Yeah, you no. got school, and it's in the middle of the school year, and you're at at best you're getting out of there at ten thirty, home by eleven. Yeah. Maybe later. If the tra- there's never any traffic. That's the one good thing. You can get in and out of there pretty easy. But I mean, it's too. It's a bad location. You made a bad deal, and now you're asking us to pay for it. No. Get investors like everybody else has to. Don't make it taxpayer money. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, so they're asking for that. You have to win two championships to get a free stadium. Where are they talking about playing next year, then? Because this well, they're is it. going to play in Glendale. I'm, I'm sorry, the, the following after. season. Yeah, because you can't build a stadium that Portland. quick. So. Portland is uh, always a team that's like sitting there waiting in the wings for hockey. And Don't be at a polar ice den, one yeah. of these in the area. I heard, about some local, fans. heard somebody saying they might go back to the Coliseum, too. Oh, good Which job. Is a dump. <laughs> yeah, good luck. That's an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I want that. You drift off one direction or the other, getting stabbed. It's, it's only for the fair. And even the fair doesn't what? want to be there anymore. Yeah, I'm what? guy on text says, put it in Maryvale, John. Good God, why? What, every last fan go away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could be winning championships and there would still be... Look it, for the next deal. Like it would, COVID never went away for them because their stadium would always be empty. Look at Doug Hopkins and find him something. I drove back from Eric's uh, family barbecue a couple Sundays ago and took Indian school all the way across because I'd never done it. I didn't take the freeway back. Right. Drove all the way back. And I was in Maryville. And I was scared. Yeah, you didn't know that's where it went. There's a transition. Yeah, I, thank you. Thank you. I went through a lot. <laughs> and I saw the Brewer Stadium where it is. 
And I'm like, man, does Mary? You know what Maryvale likes more than more than stabbing? Uh, vaping. There's a smoke shop on like every single yeah. corner. There's a vape smoke shop. They they love to vape. That is a vaping community. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time in Maryvale, and there's a reason why. I'm successful. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> Yeah, dressing like that is driving me nuts thinking about it. Anyway, uh, we got to get ourselves all loaded up and ready to go give you guys money. Camelback is the word at 8 o'clock. So in about 10 minutes, we'll give you that. Camelback, the big mountain out there, which is beautiful. Uh, and yeah, and speaking of like the stupid politics, Brett found this this morning, which is hilarious. So uh, the California governor recall, Gavin Newsom, which is just a small chunk of DNA that fell off of Mitt Romney. And became a Democrat and grew in a Petri dish into, like, the ultimate... He does look like smooth he's Mitt Romney. the most conservative-looking Democrat you'll ever see. The dude is a car salesman. With, it just handsome as can be, but he's a car salesman. He looks like like if Pat Riley... If Pat Riley had a brother that ran a car dealership. <laughs> but that's Newsom, and he's in trouble. So 40-some people are running for governor in, uh, in the California. Recall. The recall, which is coming up the 14th, you said? 14th, yeah. Your girl, Caitlin, I know she didn't have your shirt on. Caitlin said, uh, yeah. Well, I saw on the Inquirer that going on? Brady and I were talking about it on the weekend that uh, Caitlin says that she's going through the it's the hardest uh, time of her she's life. She's depressed. She's depressed. What, menopause? She's, no, she's, <laughs> I think she regrets cutting her dick off. <laughs> I think any man would eventually, no matter how much you felt like you wanted to be a woman, eventually be like, I kind of miss my dick. Probably more fun to play with. I, I feel that way. That's the only way I know. Uh, so she's running. She is a transsexual, transsexual, transgender. Here we go again. Republican, transgender, Republican. She hasn't made the switch yet. Nightmare for them to try to defeat from uh, Gavin Newsom's position. Then they got Larry Elder, who is a black man and a Republican. So everything the Democrats love is running against them, and it's 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 got to be just a crazy show. But how many hours of radio has Larry Elder done? Twenty seven thousand hours he's been on. He there is a team of Democrats listening to twenty seven thousand hours of the Larry Elder show, and they found something from two thousand two thousand eleven. Yeah. They came running in the hole. Damn I found man. it. He admitted to sexual harassment. It's like the golden ticket in, in Willy yeah. Wonka in the in the eighties. And this is the worst part: is he was talking about something. In 2011, that happened to him in the 80s when he uh, he had some, <laughs> this is a great story too, some lady accused him of sexual harassment, right? Like she said that, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he said, uh, tried to break a contract uh, on radio of a non-compete or a legal thing. It was a, He was a lawyer and she was trying, they had a no-compete contract. She tried to break the contract uh, uh, not to compete and then accused him to get out of the contract of hitting on her. And then Larry said in the 2011 episode, that's uh, that's how she put it. Now, if you'd seen her, you'd know that the picture would be a complete defense. I'm just saying. <laughs> so basically what he's saying is if you saw this woman, you know that I would never hit on her. So his defense was uh, the Usher defense. she was far too ugly to ever have me hit on her. Yeah, it's the original Usher defense. It yeah. is. Yeah, and that's OG. exactly that true. Before, right? I never would have asked this woman or actually sexually harassed her have because of her? her face. <laughs> and that's the reason. 27,000 hours of radio to find something from 10 years ago where he admitted that in the 80s, yeah, I was in one. Some lady tried to accuse me of that once, but she was so ugly that wouldn't have happened. And that's what they're mad at. Well, they're not mad at sexual harassment. to it. Well, they're not mad at sexual harassment. 
That's not what they're mad. Okay. That's not what they're going at. They're mad because he said she's too ugly to sexually harass. Gotcha. So he hates women. That, that, that to me, is... I, if I was in California, I'm voting for Larry Elder. Because if the opposition can't find anything on you... To try to twist that. Except that, you must be pretty damn good at stuff. You must be amazing. And if you've got people looking for that on you, A, they're threatened by you. Yeah. B, you must yep. have something going on. They don't. Their hope what we find is, him before he finds closet? us. Yeah, what do you got going on? I mean, everybody's been like uh, passed on an to, ugly yeah, woman. passed on an ugly lady and said so. Like, <laughs> I think that chick would uh, like. I would never. That is a hideous beast. I'm not. <laughs> you didn't go out with her. Uh, I would. Are you? I'm going to punch you Come in the on, mouth. Dude. We've had everybody's had that conversation. How long you, you know ever, me now? We make jokes about it now. Like what? Like in Vegas, even a pig would walk by, and Brady goes, "That's one for you." I'm like, I'm gonna punch you square in the mouth. I can't, don't think of me that way. We still do it because that's what men will always do. You just want to put it in the shadows. It's never going to be something that. Uh, but we've said it for years. Like I would never. She's too ugly. Something's wrong with her teeth. We do that kind of stuff. I don't like. Something's wrong with her teeth. And and, yeah. and look at me. I have no room to judge, but I do it constantly. Like I don't know. That girl's ass kind of. Slopes down a little. Fastback. Fastback. Brett and I have talked about this a million times. She could be perfect outside of her fastback. Deal breaker. I just try to say, you know, it just we just didn't hit it off. Right. And then you have to dig around, and then if you know people that you can talk to about that, you've been wise. You should run for politics someday. If you could string a sentence together, you would be (laughs) a politician. (laughs) Man, oh man, someday it's never going to happen. But people might feel sorry for you, and then they can't make fun of people with speech problems. So then you got that going for you as well. I predicted this a long time ago, and I'm standing by it. In this day and age, we are within 10 years of having a truly diagnosed, mentally slow politician. And I mean, Corky. There'll be one. There'll be a, a mayor of a city will be special because. We're going that way. I can't disagree with But Larry Elder is great. And that, to me, that made me like Larry Elder. She's too ugly to sexually harass. I would sexually harass a woman, that's for sure. But you got to look a certain (laughs) way. We'll be right back with more Larry Elder after this. But they're mad because he's a Republican and he's black and they can't go after any of that. So they got to get him for something else. And this is really searching. So Larry Elder will turn it and go, see, black man starts having a little success in this country. And look at Gavin Newsom and his team. All they're trying to do is tear me down for something that 40 years ago didn't happen. I'll come clean on something at Tony Roma's. I never expected this to be a thing. We had a meeting once. This is a God's honest truth, and I still can't believe it happened, about a new manager that was a horrible human being. And the cocktail waitress offered to make up a sexual harassment story to get him out. And I'm like, if you want to do that, like it's up. I guess that's what you want to do. I can't stop you. And then this other guy's like, we can't do that. And I'm like, he's an a-hole. If she's going to do it, she's going to. I mean, nothing we can do about this. I didn't think she was serious. Get a call a couple days later. She went in. She told the tale. And I'm like, oh. And then I had to, like, fire her. And I'm like, I wasn't. I, I did nothing to stop it. I honestly just was like, I, don't, I didn't actually think it would be a follow through. I was like, and I'm 21 years old. I'm like, it doesn't seem like a bad idea. This guy is kind of a dick. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a thing. And then the other one guy's like, it'll ruin his life. And I'm like, it's restaurant management. It, we're not going to follow through. And nobody's going to do this. Sure did it. Like, like within 12 hours of that meeting, she was in there crying, whipping up tears. I got a big boss on the phone with me telling me we got to do something about this. And we fired the girl. No one ever looked into it. What was the reason? 
She said I mean, that he made comments about her breasts. But if you worked at Tony Roma's, <laughs> comments about breasts were hello. Right. <laughs> like, oh, hey, it's Super Cans. How you doing? Like, everybody had a terrible name. We all, it was the grossest place in the world to work ever. But yeah, we sat in a meeting and she plotted it all out. And I did nothing to stop that. I didn't think it would actually happen. It sure did. And then the next day, I had, we had to get rid of her. Look, it was horrifying. I, I didn't know. And like today, that's the worst. So if I ever run for governor of California, there's my bad boy story. I, I, there's plenty of other things I've said on this show that keep me from running for governor. But well, Somebody will go through 20 years of material for you. Yeah, so. well, good. Go through it. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be crazy. This guy. My God. Yeah, I've, uh, look. I don't know why anybody would want to run for anything. That's insane. I know. I, I wouldn't want that, especially with this in my history. But yeah, that that was a crazy moment. But it was the you know it was the early '90s, and sexual harassment wasn't what it is today. It was a thought, and she's like, "Let's just get him out of here and uh, make everybody uncomfortable and say that because yeah, this girl was she was pretty it was pretty solid, top to bottom. So it would make sense that he would sexually harass her. We couldn't have a pig do it." I mean, one of the pigs did it. We we're like, we can't have her doing it. I mean, if you had to put your foot down on that. Yeah, I mean, one, if then, Rosalind huh? goes in and says there's sexual harassment, we're all going to look like fools. We have to pick the hot one. That makes sense to everybody. So we would. If you're going to do it, you pick the hot one. And, and she was the hot one. They're just thick ass before thick asses were good. Big old cans. Great hair. Like, yeah, people will believe this. <laughs> and she did it. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then he didn't get fired. She did. Shortly after, uh, I was also fired. <laughs> but not because of that. I don't, well, it was by that guy. I was probably, it was probably something to do with that. Which I was fine. It's crazy. It was a different time. People threw that around like nobody's business. But I, we, you've sexually harassed. Allegedly. You've done it. You've done it. And you've Allegedly. Done it. You've done it a million <laughs> times in front of me. I've watched you sexually harass the crap out of people. Not in a way that's dangerous. You know, but Brady said, like, things that would be considered sexual harassment in, at the zone? Good God, the things yeah. we'd say to oh, people yeah. there. I mean, you get Just fired. Talking about sex in general. Constantly. Dirty jokes all the time. So if you want to go back in everybody's history and say, well, that happened, of course it's happened to all of us. You comb through 27,000 hours of a man's radio career and find that? He's done nothing wrong in his life. He's an angel. He's Tim Tebow. It's gold. Everybody said something that could be considered sexual harassment. Everyone. Just depends on who you ask. And especially if you're ugly. But if you're an ugly woman and you want to claim sexual harassment, you better have some evidence because people aren't buying that right away. In in an office with you and that woman over there, you think I sexually harass your ass? It's the old (laughs) Mark Grace thing. Bang a fat one. No one will believe it when she comes forward. (laughs) Ray Allen. Ray, there's tons of athletes have that theory. He said that to me at the at the El Choro, which was hilarious. He goes, I'm not saying I ever did it. I'm like, Mark, you're the inventor of the slump buster. We know you. Mark used to think if you banged a fat girl when you were in a slump, it would cure all your ills. Really? Yeah, he called them slump busters. You go get yourself a pig. You, you dwell in the sewer Bull for a little bit. It, it, is it? Was it? It wasn't no, 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 too. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. The, oh, that's the whole thing. The and he basically, yeah, yeah it was whatever to get you out of the slump. Whatever gets you out of the slump, and he discovered that humping a big girl. He went three for four the next day. That's go, hilarious. He had to go hogging every time he'd have three or four days. That wasn't good. He'd have to go pick up a hog, and he was capable of doing it. Slump busters. He said it so often it became a joke on Jim Rome's show. 
Where should we go the crazy route? Slump bust? <laughs> it was his. He owns it. And it was great. Hilarious. Super Cans. That's my new band name. Super Cans is a good name. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. I think it's pretty funny. So comb through everybody's life and find that moment. But I love the defense of too ugly to sexually harass. Great job, Larry Elder. Especially since you said it 10 years ago and nobody seemed to be upset about it. Oh, man. Speak, John. You know how many bitches I've had to pay off because I accidentally <laughs> harassed them? Signed Caleb from Shriners. <laughs> accidentally. He can't play grab ass, he'll break his fingers. <laughs> oh, you backed into me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Won't you push me over there from the front? Oh, you're going to break one bone in my body. You keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> this one won't break. He's on it. Anyway. Pretty loud. All right, seven o'clock. The word is Camelback. Nine seven nine three six. Get you a thousand bucks. Camelback is the word today. Nine seven nine three six. We'll do it for forty minutes, thirty eight minutes and forty seconds right now. Uh, if you want to get Camelback in there and maybe win a thousand dollars, we are KUPD Nation, so we have our own contest going on on Hubbard's National Contest because you guys broke it. We're very proud of you. So they gave us six grand a day to not be part of the national contest that's going on. KSLX miserable. Everybody I talked to down there said, what a mess this thing is. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we got out of it. It's breaking. And Larry told me, he goes, KSLX says that theirs is breaking every day, even since we've been out of it. So it wasn't us. And I'm like, it was us, Larry. And their machines aren't breaking every day. Nothing about their app is that. The, the app creation was bad. We were the ones that they kicked out. If it was bad for everybody, they'd just quit the contest. Now, if Woody starts complaining, we know it's complete exactly. BS. Exactly. One guy couldn't get in the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wanted Larry to swing his wang around so bad. He goes, no, KSLX had just as much trouble as we did the other day. I'm like, no, they didn't. They might have had a glitch. Ours was a night. Because we had the numbers bore it out. 20,000 people trying to do this at once versus 1,000. We might have been messing it up a little bit, but not much. And it wasn't all on the same thing. And besides, even if they had 20,000 and we had 20,000... The thing should handle it. They should have anticipated some use. The funnel just took a little longer. Yeah. But evidently, they're uh, they're still working on it. Evidently, it's been fixed, even though it still shuts down. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We're a text contest now. Camelback, 97936. Have you ever been accused of anything? No, not accused. No. You? No, no not you? accused. <laughs> no, not accused. Not accused. That's, that's what I wanted. The answer I wanted. No, never accused. It's like in stripes. Are either of you homosexuals? Uh, uh, mean like flaming? Flaming or... <laughs> we are willing to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hilarious because the word... No, I've never been accused of it. <laughs> the better one is not convicted. Yeah. Yeah. People say dumb things all the time. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Stop it. And Larry Elder, I want him to be the governor of California. And he's one of us, by the way. Because he comes from like... Uh, the roots, the oh, common man. Roots. Even oh. though, not, well, that's no good. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for accentuating. You know what I meant, Brett. Jeez. Well, he does come from, everybody comes from roots. Yeah. yeah, I do. But it didn't need to be spotlit. <laughs> his, his, uh, his past, boy, it's dangerous. His past is like ours. You know, he's a, yeah. com- he's a common man. You can say roots, for God's sakes. <laughs> his Don't roots grandstand are, on it. No, no, I'm grandstanding on it. Sorry, his, Alex. His roots are just like that. ours. Right. <laughs> Like I was, uh, yeah, you and your brain. <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah, he has a book. This uh, Andrea says uh, Larry, Brett's algorithm. Yeah, it immediately popped. <laughs> Roots heard it, <laughs> mentioning it. Says uh, Larry Elder's book, a lot like me, is a great read about his life and his father's struggle to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And that's exactly what he said. That's why he's just like us. Two, three, four. <laughs> Larry Elder and I are the same guy. One is black and one is white. We're rich and when we were children, our dads fought the fight. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. He's nothing. Consuelo, will what? you bring this every man another <laughs> cappuccino? Yes, Mr. Springsteen, you're so much like us. Thank you, Consuelo. Two, three, four. When the maid brings a cappuccino, I want to ride my bike all day. Larry Elder's coming to town. Yeah. (laughs) Blow it, big man. You better watch out. (laughs) Yeah, please. Bruce Springsteen gets you up. Uh, Camelback, that's the word, 97936. What's on the big board of musical treats? Hopefully it's some Bruce. Uh, No, we didn't get any Bruce yet, but uh, we got a couple for uh, Toledo's road trip here. But the the Wake Up Song brought to you guys by Action Ride Shop. Our boys are, you know, they're they're doing a three-day weekend, too. So if you need to get that bike service, hit the trails this weekend. Now is the time to do it. They'll hook you up with all the accessories. And, of course, the Five Alarm Blend Coffee will be available there as well. Yes. So. the bedroom voice. Very sexy. Very sexy. I had to throw it in. I've I've been avoiding it the last week. So, Um, Ale Storms, Mexico, Authority Zero, Mexican Radio for Toledo. Uh, And we got the normal, you know, Pantera, Blood Simple, Anthrax. What would you want? Slaughter to Prevail. Cross, man. What? Orgy. Christopher Cross is up there? I'm on the run. Oh, no, you're oh right like the wind? <laughs> yeah. Is that up there? No. no. I oh. Hang on a second. What are you doing? Where are did you, you see that? Are you wishing? <laughs> no, yeah, I said, oh, you oh, just tried to wish. Oh, you, were dis- you, did, you expected that? For Mexico. No kidding. Yeah, there you go, buddy. You're like the guy there it is. There it's up go. there now. No, it is. It's up there now. Like what the is that? A family do? feud that was like, oh, I yeah. can't believe that's not there. Yeah. What, what did Mexico have to do with Christopher Cross's Ride Like the Wind? Because he's on, got a long way to go. Oh, yeah, because he is on the border, the, border of of Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. the border of Mexico. the border of Mexico. Wow. You don't Come know on, any Chachi. lyrics. And that <laughs> popped in your head? <laughs> Mexico. When I think Mexico, I think that egghead Christopher Cross. <laughs> Nobody shouts out Mexican culture quite like that. That's what? Ride like the wind is the first thing you thought of with Mexico. For Toledo, making the run to Mexico? <laughs> well, wow. Okay. I mean, Christopher Cross has a huge head. Check. All right. He mentions Mexico. He needs some yacht rock. Check. You have a long way to go. Michael McDonald's in the song. You're right. So yeah. Michael McDonald's and we're doing heavy Michael James Taylor isn't it? up there too, yeah. Brady. Yeah, and, and right. Lesbians. Probably like Christopher Cross. I don't know. What, Melissa Etheridge did a Mexico song? No, I'm just, I, well, uh, probably. Somebody bring me some water. In Mexico. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> I took a trip to Mexico and stayed at a five-star resort just like you. <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't care what what we play. Authority Zero did Mexican radio. Is it any yeah. good? I think we played it like, a we? long time ago. Okay. So we don't remember. No. Dead Man Walking's not a bad idea. I like that one. Uh, I don't know. Pick one. Ailstorms Mexico is probably pretty solid. Let's Toledo, go with one. You got that one? Yeah, you pick one. It's your trip. Oh. Uh, or a road trip. Um, Blue Monday by Olgy. You like that song? I can't right, read Blue, Blue Mondays. Yeah, but that's what was that band that uh, Blue something or other that everybody was all on. Becky oh, went to uh, it. Uh, Blue October. Blue October. That she's still into. Oh. Big time. You're gonna be hearing a lot. Hate of that. me again. Oh, I hate you. All right. <laughs> Blue October. 
Not familiar. I'd, I'd blow everybody I know through October not to listen to them. <laughs> They're the 311 of crap bands. They make 311 look like the Beatles. Oh, here's a good one, a late one. Uh, Tijuana Jail for Toledo from oh, uh, Gildy Clark. Well, I wish. I wish we could get him arrested down there. <laughs> I would love for that call to be on Tuesday. Where's Toledo? He's in a jail in Mexico. For what? Right, we'll figure it out later. He's got he's to raise money. Oh, for, for Toledo to... Brady, let's pray to your God real quick. Please. Brady's Lord, please. If you could, make it so Toledo has to blow his way out of Mexico to get back home. That would be... We could make this all go away with those pretty little leaps. Doesn't have a 20. <laughs> I don't have any cash. I... Well, you don't have something to offer me. There's a lottery ticket. No cash. <laughs> He's got old lottery <laughs> tickets. It might pay off. Yes, it might. But what will pay off is that sweet mouth. <laughs> Kiss me. Paying the bail on the debit. <laughs> Sorry. I'd love it. All right. Text the word Camelback, 97936, and maybe get yourself a thousand bucks. This is Toledo's song for his road trip. Orgy. It's Blue Monday. It's 98 KUPD. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. K-U-P-D. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.